right, I'm back with my review for Married to Medicine. Now, we're going to pick up where this big argument that Audra had, I didn't do last week because I was just kind of like not interested in it, but I'm going to go ahead and do this week. So Audra and Toya, they get into it about Toya's finances. Audra goes ahead and pulls up some information about just to dispel all of the information that Toya has said about how much they supposedly made off the house. She pulls up the liens. It, but the whole thing that she did, she did all the calculations. We know that Audra is a real estate attorney. We understand that. We also understand that the information that she pulled, like she said, is public information. But the fact that you, and it's, okay, yes, it's public, but you would have to purposely and intentionally go and look up someone's finances to get that level of information. Like we can already tell that all this constant movement, there's a problem, blah, blah, whatever. But to go through that much trouble, like you really went through a lot of trouble to make a point. And I don't think it was worth it, but apparently Audra did. She felt it was worth it. She felt she got her point just due across and was going to be able to quiet Toya, but that that didn't really do it. And, and, and it didn't get the lift that I think it didn't land. Like people always say when someone's trying to shade someone, it's got to land a certain way. It didn't really land. And people were looking at her like, okay, I mean, we're not disputing you. We get it. So anyway, so we see the ladies, you know, Anil is there with some of her friends from the neighborhood. They keep calling it the neighborhood. And they, you know, Anila and whatever the other woman who was mic'd already, <laughs> incidentally. So she knew she was coming in to talk about some stuff. And it just, it, it's because when you, if you just a random guest, you don't have, you, you're not mic'd up. She was already mic'd up. So I'm like, okay. She was invited by Quad. So it makes me look at Quad and wonder like, girl, you know, you invite this woman, she's mic'd up. What is she coming there to do and say? Because that's just that was the first thing I was wondering, and I'm thinking like, why well, you knew what the tea was, in my opinion. But anyway, so they're talking about you know Toya, you know name is mud in the neighborhood or something like that, and Toya's not understanding what exactly you know what where where is this? What are you talking about? And it, it was very vague information and all of that, and then heavenly whispers in. Not quite in Toya's ear about yeah they're saying that the word on the curb the neighborhood is saying that you you know been messing around with someone in the old neighborhood or something like that and Toya was like who said that who said that and of course no one is going to admit that they're the ones that said this is what they heard no everybody's on mute nobody knows anything naturally right Doctor Jackie is sitting there looking at Heavenly like you being messy and she was because. Even though, even though Toya was already on 10 from the whole Audra situation initially, now you adding some old dirt and fuel to the fire. Like, girl, why are you telling this girl that? You know how she's going to react. So now Toya is pissed off. She telling everybody, oh, she's saying I'm out here messing around with folks in the neighborhood and all this and that. And she went into uh, uh, Anila's mom was there. She said, yeah, your daughter said I was doing this. I'm messing around. I'm having an affair with someone in the neighborhood. And Anila's mom was, you know, like, oh, my God, you can't be saying things like that. I'm like, you, how do you know Anila even said that? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. 
So then we get Audra, and then, and then Toya turned around and said, then Audra over there trying to tell you about my finances, and, you know, Audra jumps up, and this is where Audra made a, a grave mistake. You do not to jump up and bump somebody, get chest bump this woman, and didn't think you was going to get some hands laid on you. And Toya hurry up and mushed her so quickly, it was not even funny. And I don't blame it because you all in this woman's space. You literally, you touched her first. You Audra touched Toya first. And Toya pushed her out the way by her face. That's how she did it. So with that in mind, it's uproar. Quad's aunt is in there talking about, this is Quad's house. And she worked hard. I, I'm like, okay, all right, girl, whatever. Emotions are high. Heavenly, you know, so Heavenly's outside with Damon. He's like getting her to the car. He was like, let's go, let's go. And she was like, you know, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I, I, at least I'm innocent. They ain't got nothing to do with me. They ain't there trying to fight. Girl, you did have something to do with it, Heavenly. You out of order. So then we get, you know, uh, 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 who was it? I think it was Eugene trying to explain to Quad what the issue was, what happened, why it turned out the way it turned out. Again, a mess, a mess, a mess. And here go Quad. You know, I, I don't ask for a lot, but when you come to my house, I really, really appreciate it if you don't fight. It was, I don't know why I feel like. This situation about, not Audra, but definitely about the rumor about Toya out there in the streets or out there in the neighborhood, I think that was something that was already been, well, clearly has been discussed and it was meant to be brought to this situation. That's the way I, it just looked like it was so planned. So anyway, so then we get, let me see, what else happened? Um, we see Contessa, she's talking to Scott like maybe a few days later. And she was like, you know what? I was having a good time. I was enjoying myself. I'm so glad that I wasn't in the midst of whatever they got going on. You know, that has nothing to do with me and all that. And Scott was like, yeah, I'm glad. You know, she's sitting up there with six inch heels on and a velour suit or whatever. Or I don't know what that was. I was like, that's a lot. That's a, that's doing a lot, you know, to be standing on your feet. But OK, girl, you do what you do. And then we see Dr. Scott. We see some of the doctors with their patients. And that was pretty cool to see. So we see Dr. Scott, he has a patient who had had knee replacement, I think 12 or 15 years ago, and he's having problems. And Dr. Scott was like, when you had your surgery, how long they say the knee, you know, that this knee replacement would last before you'd have to have surgery again. And they were like 12, 15 years, whatever the time frame was that he initially had it. And so the guy has to have knee surgery again. It was good to see him, Dr. Patient, you know, togetherness and all of that. We've seen Contessa with some of her patients um, and all that good stuff. So that was that was cool to see. We see Dr. Damon with the patient. Um, this woman plays tennis, I guess. Um, one of her pastimes is playing tennis, but she injured her rotator cuff. And she's in there talking to Damon about how she really would like to play tennis again, but what does she need to do? And he's walking her through. He's really good. His bedside man, he's just a good calming person. And some doctors just don't have really good bedside manner. You know, they teach it. They just don't have it. And he's very calming. He's, he said, he had mentioned in his um, interview, he was like, you know, it's not just about prescribing medication. It's also walking the patient through the process and being reassuring at the same time, being realistic and giving them the truth about whatever the situation is. So that's very important because then they, because they're, they're enlisting, they're trusting you to help them and not just say, okay, this is what it is. I'm prescribed this medication. There you have it. You know, he's very like walking through and making sure they understand what's really going on. So I can appreciate that. 
Um, let's see. We see Dr. Jackie is talking to another doctor. She's also OBGYN. She's actually interviewing her. Dr. Jackie is saying, you know, she wants to cut back on her hours. She feels as though she's put in so much time in the in her, you know, profession. She feels as though she can cut back on it. Like she feels she's at a place in her life where she can cut back a little bit and not and not do the hours she's been doing and spend more time with her husband since that's been a big complaint for a long, long time. So she's interviewing this other doctor who's gonna come in, hopefully come in. And who knows, we might actually see this person, actually a, a new doctor on the show, it'd be interesting. She, this young lady uh, has a one-year-old and, you know, she said one of the things, you know, I know I've you know, talked about all the things I've done, if, you know, the resume wise and medical wise, Dr. Jackie was like, what's one of your, some of your weaknesses? You know, she's like, look, balancing being a wife and a mom and a doctor is not that easy. She said, I haven't been doing the best job of that. She said, I'm trying to figure it out. And I think that really resonated with, with uh, Dr. Jackie. And I feel like having that conversation, especially that part of the conversation was really, really big, especially with women that are doctors you know, medical doctors who it's so much time that they that's required of them, you know, especially early in their career. Now, Jackie been doing this over 20 years, but this young lady, I, I doubt it's been 20 years. You know, she's much younger. She's probably in her 30s. You know, she's very early in the career. And, and so putting her time in is going to be difficult with the time you know, at, at a hospital and or at a clinic. And then, you know, you're with the patients, you're with your family and all of that. It's a lot. And I commend them for at least bringing up the conversation. And hopefully we see more of this individual on the show talking about her and seeing, you know, curious to see what, you know, life is like with her. Um, let me go back to Contessa. So Contessa is her big storyline outside of Heavenly being this terrible person. Her big, her biggest thing right now is she's trying to do this fitness competition and she's you know not as toned as she needs to be and she's just you know she just needs some things that, you know that her trainer is telling her what she needs to work on and all of that she's taking it in stride then they brought in this other guy who's supposed to teach Contessa how to walk she said one thing you have to do is walk and pose and this other guy is really good at doing that and he teaches you know, people, you know, in that industry, how to do it. And uh, so when he, she first started walking, she got on the heels and everything. She starts walking. It was, it was terrible. Like it, it was terrible. And he was like, you know, let's start this over again. Let's start from the top. Cause you're not, you don't quite have it, you know, shoulders back, hips back, whatever. Finally, she started getting it. Then they had to talk about posing and, you know, and then he even told, he said, you know, we just need to trim down this and that and the third being a person that's in fitness. Not me personally, but a person that goes through fitness training. I know some friends. It's a very, very disciplined sport. Okay. It's a very disciplined sport. It's, it's, it's a lot is focused on appearance and you have to be careful what you eat. Your diet is so important. You can go ahead and you can exercise and do all the weight training and cardio, but that diet is also important because it helps, you know, form what the, how the appearance is. So that was something interesting. Now, Contessa goes here and she's like, ooh, he's cute. The guy who was teaching her how to walk, ooh, he's cute. He's real cute. And, and if I wasn't married, I'd give him some time. Um, I'm just going to say this. I don't know 
I'm not so sure that Contessa is a lovely woman. She looks nice and all of that. I just don't know if that guy would be interested and I'm just going to leave it there. So anyway, we're going to keep it moving. So the next thing, um, we see some of the ladies like Toya, who was it? Toya, Simone, and Contessa. They were all out at lunch talking about what happened. And Toya saying, you know, I didn't know who, what they were talking about at first when they brought up this rumor about, you know, the whole thing about uh, 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 who's having an affair or whatever the case may be. I thought they were talking about Quad, you know. And Simone's like, well, yeah, we know that Quad did sleep with her contractor. <laughs> like, oh, wow. It was just brought up like it's so as a matter of factly. And I'm like, I don't think Quad going to like that her business is out there. Or if that is true, I don't know. But I'm like, when did... I know Heavenly brought it up a few episodes ago about there's a rumor that Kawhi was out there in the streets with a married man. That Heavenly brought that on camera. And I keep saying, ooh, Quad is going to have something to say about that because even though Heavenly might not have started the rumor, when you bring a rumor, when you hear about a rumor and then you repeat the rumor, you give the rumor legs. So when you're on a reality TV show, you hear information about somebody. You said you don't know it's true. Even though you may not truly believe the rumor, you still give it life. And that's what Heavenly did. And I guess Toya did. And I guess Simone did. Girl, it's a mess. So then we get, um, you know, Heavenly talking about it with Anila and Audra. And, you know, Heavenly's like, look, I don't, you know, now Heavenly gonna play, she don't understand, she don't know what's going on. Audra's like, I ain't never heard that before, but okay, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's messiness all the way around. Heavenly, you are absolutely in the midst of the messiness. Don't don't sit up and act like you're not, because that ain't gonna work. Um, so as we move forward, what else happens? So we get Anila and her mom. Anila is at a point that she is, is not feeling her mom and dad at the house, especially her mom, because I don't think her dad does anything. But she's just getting to the point where she just can't take it. She said her mother is very intrusive. Her mother doesn't listen. Her mother's not doing anything that she asks. And she just can't take it anymore. And she, you know, she even told her mom, she's like, I don't think this arrangement is working out for us. And whatever she ends up then anila goes and talks to her husband karen she goes in she says she needs to get fillers done and she's telling karen she's like look this situation ain't working karen is like mm, i told you it would he just you, he wants to laugh so bad he's laughing well practically laughing he's like i told you it wouldn't work i knew this wasn't gonna be the right situation blah 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 and uh and she was you know Neela was like yeah you're right you're right okay you're right and I don't know. I, I I think that Anila just felt comfortable with her parents around the kids. But Anila should know her mom. If her, if this is how her mom acts at her own house, what makes you think she's going to do something different at your house? Like if her mother is not a person that likes to clean up, how do you feel like, how do you even begin to think that, oh, she's going to start cleaning at this house? I, I mean, where would you get that from? Like her behavior is not going to change. So I don't know what, I don't know. I don't, I just don't understand. I didn't get it, but it gave us something to talk about. So then the next thing, the last thing I'm going to talk about is um, this break-in. Anila house gets broken into. And I remember seeing on social media about Anila and the um, break-in and all of that. And 
you know, I think the break-in happened two days after the whole situation down at, at um, Quad's house. Now, the way some of these people are saying, they feel as though Toya or Quad has something to do with this break-in. They said that she, you know, Anil lives in a gated community. I'm sure they all live in gated communities. They're saying that somebody's been watching Anil and the family and um, they feel as though this was something that was planned. They feel as though this is something that, um, they feel as though this was something that was planned and things of that nature. I I, I don't know. I. I I, I feel like it's unfair to say that. I feel like it's unfair to say any one of the cast could have set Anila up. I mean, from my perspective right now, just because you live in a gated community does not mean that someone could not from the outside get in. I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously, it's, it's, it's supposed to be very secure, but people find a way. I mean, hell, people found a way to get into the damn Pentagon. I mean, people find a way to skirt around a system. They find a way if they really want to. And it seemed like a lot of reality TV stars in Atlanta were getting their houses broken into. We saw on Housewives of Atlanta, we saw uh, Drew, we saw Marlo, we've seen Candy's situation was so, well, I'm going to say, yeah, Candy, even though they didn't break in her house, the guy scaled the, the gates and was able to get in because he, for whatever reason, but um, we've seen these incidences being reported. And um, so I don't know. I, I think it's an orchestrated act from a few people who just seem to know how to get by the, the security system. And it's, it, it happens. I mean, I don't care how great your security is. Um, people can figure out a way to move around it. So anyway, but that's the talk now that supposedly someone set up Anila from within the cast. I don't know. But anyway, that's all I got. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.